Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording of our evening carol service from Sunday, December the 17th, 2023. For news and information, and to find out how to join us, please visit stjamesleith.org.uk. Good, good evening, everybody. I think we're uh, set to go, and good evening to all those uh, who are at home. That's that camera, so if we give them a wave and welcome them to our service. Um, just a few words um, for people who are visitors. Uh, if you need the loo, there's a, that door just outside uh, to the right-hand side. Um, the service this evening uh, hopefully will just flow, and you'll be seated for most of it, but just ask to stand for the congregational um, hymns that everyone sings, which I think uh, is fairly obvious um, from the sheet. The theme of the evening, uh, we took from an author, Indian author called Arundhati Roy, who said this quote, it said, another world is possible, she is on her way. On a quiet day, I can hear her breathing, which is this beautiful quote. And one of the members of uh, music group, when we were away, um, wrote the music to that. And that refrain will be running throughout the service because obviously we are in difficult, dark times uh, with what's going on in the Middle East, um, in Palestine, Israel, uh, but also elsewhere. And so the readings, there are five readings from the Bible and then four uh, modern readings, really with the aim of showing how the Jesus story, the story of Jesus' birth is relevant uh, for us uh, today. So I just want to start um, with an opening uh, which really uh, involves a quote from Desmond Tutu. Um, He talked about living in a dark and broken world where there's so much uh, conflict at present and suffering, and that similarly in Jesus' time uh, was also dark. And you had Herod sending out death squads for babies under two. We tend to sort of forget about that part of the... Uh, the story, the oppression under the Roman Empire, profound inequality um, leading to hunger and starvation of much of the population of first century Palestine, forced migration, creating huge numbers of refugees and movement. So the story of our nativity isn't a form of escapism from our world, but one deeply relevant to it. It's a story that potentially opens our hearts and minds to reimagine that another world is possible, a world of justice, liberation, and peace. And it challenges us to be part of a movement to create this other possible world. So we'll start our service, uh, uh, half the music group will process in light candles uh, as a symbol of light coming into the darkness, and we'll keep uh, the candles on till the end of the first carol once in Royal David City and then you you will turn a few more lights on so that you can read uh, hopefully Um, but I just want to end with this quote from Desmond uh, Tutu that says hope is being able to see that another world is possible to choose hope is to step firmly forward into the howling wind bearing one's chest to the elements knowing that in time the storm will pass Oh, my 
The first reading is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. The prophecy of God's kingdom of justice and peace. A shoot shall come out from the stalk of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Let us wait upon the Lord. His word is our hope. Almighty God, as we prepare with joy to celebrate the gift of the Christ child, embrace the earth with your justice, liberation, peace and love. Give us courage to speak truth, hunger for justice and suffer for the cause of right. Amen.
The second reading is by Zainab Al-Kalak, The Rubble Inside Me. It was the first time in my life I felt grief, an airstrike on my house. I did not lose just one, two, or even three. I lost 22 of my family in one night, including my mother and three siblings. In my building, there was my mom and dad, three boys, two boys, my grandfather, my grandmother, children, and infants. I did not realize, I had no time to realize anything. I was already down there. We were all down there under the rubble. Under the rubble. I was thinking, who else is suffering? Who's unconscious? Who's conscious? Who is screaming? Is it possible that one of them is dead? I was trying to desperately get that idea out of my head. No, no, I'm still alive. They must be too. I was under the rubble for 12 hours and conscious most of the time. I wished I was unconscious. All I could think about was who else is being rescued? Who else is under the rubble? I had a strong feeling I was the last one. Unfortunately, minutes after I arrived at the hospital, my family's funeral began and they were buried. To this day, I always say, I didn't see them for the last time. I promised my family that when I graduate, we would all celebrate, so I knew I had to keep studying and took my exams. I took my exams and despite a broken heart, I passed. I graduated, but who to tell? I went to the graveyard to tell. I used to paint beautiful things like the sea and birds, things that express life. But now my paintings express death and war. My most valuable and toughest painting is one of my family, based on a photo taken a year ago, a happy memory when Tahir, my brother, graduated. May he rest in peace. I painted the people in the photo who I had lost in empty clothes. Empty clothes frighten me. The colors in my paintings are mixed with tears. I paint to excavate the rubble in my heart, the memories and bad things which have happened. I paint because my cause should be known. My voice, our voices should be heard. My hope is people from around the world will hear our suffering and will act for justice and peace in our land. Let us wait upon the Lord, in whose word is our hope. Let us pray. Compassionate God, in our minds we pray among the rubble.
the unholy mess of demolitions in the land we call holy. In our hearts, we hold families who have lost their homes, children who have seen schools destroyed, communities that no longer have a hospital. We pray for them as they weep for all that is lost. We pray that they will not lose hope. And we pray, too, for the men who drive the bulldozers, soldiers who beat back protesters, politicians who sign the orders, aware that their actions destroy their humanity. Bless those who campaign against injustice. Bless the patient rebuilders. Bless those who hope against hope that peace with justice will prevail in the land that we call holy. Amen.
third reading is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. The Annunciation to Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a young woman engaged to be a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The young woman's name was Mary and he came to her and said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. She was much perplexed by his words and wondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you will name him Jesus, the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Let us wait upon the Lord in whose word is our hope. Let us pray. O oh God, as Mary gave her consent to your intimate promise, so may we open ourselves also to contain your life within us. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
The fourth reading is the Annunciation by Denise Levitov. We know the scene. The room, variously furnished, always, almost always a lectern, a book, always a tall lily, arrived on solemn grandeur of great wings, the angelic ambassador, standing or hovering, whom she acknowledges, a guest. But we are told of meek obedience. No one mentions courage. The engendering spirit did not enter her without consent. God waited. She was free to accept or to refuse choice integral to humanness. And aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in most lives? Some unwillingly undertake great destinies, enact them in sullen pride, uncomprehending. More often those moments when roads of light and storm opened from darkness in a man or a woman are turned away from in dread, in a wave of weakness, in despair, and with relief, ordinary lives continue. God does not smite them, but the gates close. The pathway vanishes. She had been a child who played, ate, slept, like any other child, but unlike others, wept only for pity, laughed in joy, not triumph. Compassion and intelligence fused in her indivisible, called to a destiny more momentous than any in all of time. She did not quail. She only asked a simple, how can this be? And gravely, courteously, took to heart the angel's reply, the astounding ministry she was offered, to bear in her womb infinite weight and lightness, to carry in hidden finite inwardness nine months of eternity, Con to contain in her slender vase of being the sum of power, in narrow flesh the sum of light, and then bring to birth, push out into air, a man-child needing, like any other, milk and love, but who was God? This was the moment no one speaks of, when she could still refuse. A breath breathed, soft, suspended, waiting. She did not cry, I cannot, I'm not worthy, nor I have not the strength. She did not submit with gritted teeth, raging coerced. Bravest of all humans, consent illumined her. The room filled with its light. The lily glowed in it and the iridescent wings. Consent, courage unparalleled, opened her utterly. 
Let us wait upon the Lord, in whose word is our hope. Let us pray. Sing out, my soul, sing out to the holiness of God, who has delighted in a woman, lifted up the poor, satisfied the hungry, given voice to the silent, grounded the oppressor, blessed the full-bodied with emptiness, and with the gift of tears those who have wept, who has described the darkness of the womb, and inhabited our flesh. Sing of the longing of God. Sing out my soul. Amen. Sing out my soul, sing with joy to the Lord. Sing of the greatness and goodness of God. taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Let us wait upon the Lord. In his word is 
Let us pray. Here is a place for you, Lord Jesus. Just as our hands have made it ready, so make our hearts ready to love and to welcome you. Be born again, not in a manger, but in us. Make us your Bethlehem, where God is personal and all things and all people are made new. Amen. in beside us from the Wild Goose Resource Group, part of the Iona community. When the world was dark, the city was quiet. You came. You crept in beside us. And no one knew, only the few who dared to believe that God might do something different. Will you do the same this Christmas, Lord? Will you come into the darkness of tonight's world? Not the friendly darkness, as when sleep rescues us from tiredness, but 
the fearful darkness in which people have stopped believing. Stopped believing that war will end or that food will come or that a government will change or that the church cares. Will you come into that darkness and do something different to save your people from death and despair? Will you come into the quietness of this city? Not the friendly quietness as when lovers hold hands, but the fearful silence when the phone has not rung, the letter has not come. The friendly voice no longer speaks. The doctor's face says it all. Will you come into that darkness and do something different? Not to distract, but to embrace your people. Will you come into the dark corners and the quiet places of our lives. We ask this not because we are guilt-ridden or want to be, but because the fullness of our lives long, the fullness our lives long for depends upon us being as open and as vulnerable to you as you were to us when you came, wearing no more than diapers, trusting human hands to hold their maker. Will you come into our lives if we open them to you and do something different? When the world was dark and the city was quiet, you came. You crept in beside us. Do the same this Christmas, Lord. Do the same this Christmas. Let us wait upon the Lord. Let us pray. Loving God, we pray for all those who suffer, that you would, in their pain, creep in beside them and give them hope, comfort and peace.
reading is taken from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 20 an angel appearing before the shepherds now in that region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping their watch over the flock by night then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you 
news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the angels said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, as it had been told to them. Let us wait upon the Lord. Let us pray. Loving God, from all from whom all thoughts of truth, justice, and peace proceed, kindle, we pray, in every heart the true love of justice and peace, and guide with your pure and peaceable wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth that in tranquility your kingdom may go forward until the earth is filled with the knowledge of your love. Amen.
The eighth reading is taken from an extract from a Christmas sermon by Bishop Richard Holloway. Typical of all those people who are different from the norm, who do not possess the characteristics that people admire, has been the refusal to collude with the conspiracy of success that characterizes a moralistic church. They have rejected the bright and shining lie of human perfectibility and learned to live with only two certainties, their own frailty and the external forgiveness of Christ. Precariously, they live by grace and they minister it to others. By their wounds, we are healed. Increasingly, I understand the birth of Jesus in this way. The word becomes flesh in all its uncertainty and awkwardness. Grace comes to us through weakness. The traditional account of the nativity, purged of its Christmas card glamour, captures the scandal of this paradox. There is the uncertainty that surrounds the conception there is a confusion and incompetence that characterizes the birth. Yet, somewhere an angel sings, because God's grace has found another of the despised, the little ones on the outside, the impure and the untogether. Not because they afford us an opportunity of ministry, but because they afford us a means of grace. Let us wait upon the Lord, in whose word is our hope. Shall we pray? Christ, born in a stable, give courage to all who are homeless. Christ, for whom the angels sang, give the song of the kingdom to all who weep. Christ, worshiped by the shepherds, give peace on earth to all who are oppressed. Christ, before whom the wise men knelt, give humility and wisdom to all who govern. Christ, whose radiance filled a lowly manger, give the glory of your resurrection to all who rest in you. Amen.
The ninth reading is taken from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let us wait upon the Lord. In whose word is our Lord. May we pray. God, our beloved, born of a woman's body, you came that we might look upon you and handle you with our own hands. May we so cherish one another in our bodies that we may also be touched by you through the word made flesh. Amen.
standing for the blessing and a blessing for all in the building and those at home. May the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.